0: Thank <laughs> you. Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: The podcast. Oh where yeah, we talk yeah,
0: trash. yeah. <laughs> that's true. We're, Not we're trying to, to make that confused happen. with yeah. just
1: podcast that
0: talks <laughs> yeah. trash. <laughs> yeah, the. I mean, that's what's interesting about this whole movie is sort of its journey, um, and just the complete refusal to acknowledge. The original Suicide Squad, um, de emphasis on the, um, just the choices there. It, it's interesting. Do you think, I mean, it seems like they pulled it off though, because this has already done just so much better than the original as far as critics are concerned. Well,
1: I think that they, on one hand, did pull it off, but on the other hand, didn't.
0: Mm. So
1: this is the new Suicide Squad movie. There was obviously the original one that came out. <laughs> when was that, like 2016? 2016, yeah with Jared Leto as the Joker. That was the originator of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Will Smith is in that movie. Mm -hmm. It came out and it did fairly well commercially, but the critics hated it. (laughs) But for whatever reason, DC decided they were going to stick with this franchise. And so they have been working on some kind of sequel, Suicide Squad two for a long time. Uh, in the process, they also started working on Birds of Prey because I think they rightly figured out that Harley Quinn was the the yes. the, the real good thing in Suicide the Squad, only
0: good thing, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so they brought, so they made Birds of Prey, which was her whole movie that came out right before the pandemic, and then now there's obviously the Suicide Squad, which <laughs> is a sequel, I guess technically, but yeah, like doesn't really recognize the first one at all and it did well with critics but has done not great with the like in the box office and i was reading an article that was speculating that a lot of people didn't realize that it was a new movie and thought that it wasn't like the same movie out (laughs) again
0: It was a release the Snyder Cut situation. They're like, I don't have time for this. (laughs) Well, I think not only that, but I think the other
1: confusing factor is that for this past year, because there's been so limited new releases, lots of old things have been released in theaters. So I think people, if you're scrolling through your app, like if you're not a big movie person and you're just sort of like looking at what's out in theaters, it's like, oh, Suicide Squad. Oh, I already saw that. You don't realize that it's... A second Suicide Squad Because the only difference in the title is The Which I feel like <laughs> is the stupidest thing They should have called it The Suicide Squad 2 Or The Suicide Squad colon you know Revenge yeah. of, so, You know they should have done something <laughs> To differentiate it Because I think just just adding The Was a stupid 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 move Because also it's like Is it a remake of the first one Right. Like is it a sequel is it a prequel You have no idea what this movie is Like even as I was sitting down in the theaters I still had no clue what was going to happen with this movie.
0: (laughs) I think it was like a funny idea, right? Like when it happened in the trailer, it's like that's pretty funny that they're just doing this. But yeah, I think it had repercussions they weren't prepared for. And especially because you and I were well-versed in what's coming out, what movies are happening, what's happening there, like why this is going on. But you're right that a lot of people just don't care or think that way. And so it's just like if they see – Suicide Squad trending on Twitter, they're not going to think, like, oh, is there a new movie that's the same title of one I saw five years ago? And so the way people consume media is just different in that if you see a poster that says Suicide Squad, I honestly thought it was the same poster from the first movie. (laughs) And so it's like, how would you know that there's a new movie, even though they put so much money into promoting this new movie?
1: Well, and also like some of the, like enough of the characters are the same that if you look at the posters, you know, it's like, oh, Harley Quinn's there. Oh, this must be the original, like this, yeah. I already saw the Suicide Squad movie. There's nothing yeah. there like saying, oh, this is the second one. And yeah. the characters that are different, I feel like aren't like at the forefront enough. You know, yeah. it would take some knowledge to be like, okay, wait, that's not Will Smith that's actually Idris Elba. He wasn't in the first one from five years ago that I don't remember that well. <laughs> you know, it's like... The, yeah, because, that we
0: blocked from our memories, honestly, so... Well, it's like, I
1: was watching... So there, there's sort of, like, a gap... I feel like we're gonna... This movie has lots of spoilers, so I feel like we should just get into those, like, or say that we're sort of yeah. talking about them <laughs> right away because I feel like there's lots of sort of, like, funny beats in it. But there's... The... the Basic premise of like the first part is okay, there's this suicide squad, they're going in, there's going on this mission, and they're like having to sort of storm this beach. And so, you're watching it, and it's Harley Quinn, and it's Jai Courtney from the first one, and it's Joel Kinnaman. It's like characters who you recognize, but mm-hmm. they're paired with these weird ass superheroes that are not necessarily played by celebrities, like some of them are, like Pete Davidson is one of them. And so, oh, yeah. I'm watching it, and I'm going. I didn't realize Pete Davidson was in this movie. But I guess like this, I guess this is like and these superheroes seem dumb, but I guess like that's what that's this is.
0: Yeah. And
1: then you realize and then you realize like 15 minutes in like, oh, all, like this this isn't the actual Suicide Squad. All of these people get murdered on this beach. The yeah. only person who really lives is margot robbie and then she joins up with the actual set of suicide squad members that are going to be the main characters for this (laughs) movie but i didn't even realize that that was you know it's like there's so many people and and i couldn't remember who was in the first one and who wasn't that i was like yeah "Yeah, this makes sense like sure these people were in the first one like i don't remember
0: (laughs) yeah no it was it's an interesting choice and it's also wrapped up in the fact that dc um managed to nab James Gunn in the middle of his drama with Marvel and being fired from guardians three after some of his unsavory tweets were found out. Um, He has since then been brought back on, but there was that moment where they fired James Gunn. Everyone was upset about it. And DC was like, fine, come on, come do this movie with us, please, 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 please. And so I wonder how much he wanted to just like scrap the OG and try and, like, re- <laughs> revamp the whole thing. He, he took as little as possible from the first movie. He took Viola Davis and the premise of The Suicide Squad as it was discussed in the first movie, but even that was re-explained in this one, so it really was just a standalone film, except that Harley Quinn is there, and we already know her. But I think it it sort of was a gamble to kind of make a play on, like, oh, we don't want to acknowledge this old movie that sucked, but you're right that it didn't work for people who are casual movie fans.
1: Mhm. Well, uh, they said or I read that when they hired James Gunn, they like really wanted him and so they said you like you can do the Suicide Squad, take whatever you want, leave whatever yeah. you want, <laughs> like you have total control over the script and as like the director, they wanted him to to have Harley Quinn in the movie but they were sort of like you don't necessarily have to like do whatever so he obviously kept her and like Joel Kinnaman's character is also from the first movie but yeah there's no there's really no tie over and most of the characters are completely new yeah so I don't know
0: (laughs) I mean yeah talking about the first movie briefly it was a horrible mess mostly according to the director David Iyer because of the editing and the aftermath and you know when Batman v Superman was so they wanted to make it more funny but they didn't know how so they were like well people like the trailer so we'll just have the trailer team edit the entire movie without without the director's like input or consent and that's why it was so muddled it was so messy they eventually did a director's cut which you saw which you think salvaged some of it but altogether not a great movie expectations were low for this one until James Gunn got involved interest was then peaked and um, here we are today, uh, whether or not it, it, perfor- it manages to make back its $130 million budget remains to be seen. But I think what matters in a lot of cases with these sort of um, franchises is the critical response. And DC has struggled to be a success in that regard. So I think they're feeling good about the fact that they went from a 26% score for the first one to a 91 percent certified fresh uh Rotten tomatoes score for this one so I feel like it's altogether a success
1: yeah well especially since it's covid numbers where yeah. people aren't uh, you know the aren't still fully back in theaters and I was also reading how the numbers of in the theaters have been down yeah. the last couple of weeks which they think has to do with the delta variant and you know case uh loads like going up in the past couple of weeks so i could see that being an impact as well this does for me have big word of mouth upside Mm. i went into it not really expecting very much thinking "Eh, (laughs) and this is probably going to be a sucky dc movie (laughs) much as what like wonder woman i think was bad what else did we watch something? Oh yeah. The the Snyder Snyder cut, cut, which was also like, (laughs) uh. so that's sort of what I was thinking. And I loved this movie. I thought it was so (laughs) much fun. I thought it was doing lots of like interesting, weird things. It was not doing your typical superhero stuff. It was very zany. And I liked how out of left field and sort of like bold it was in its choices. Mm -hmm. And so I've told multiple people since then, like you should go see this. If you're someone who's like, like superhero movies and is kind of, on the fence like it's like okay yes you should definitely go see it so i think that in the next couple of weeks it will hopefully continue to make a good bit of money just because people are like oh i didn't realize there was a new suicide squad movie coming out but like i've had a couple of different friends tell me that it's really good so i guess i'll go see it
0: right um well i mean uh with your having liked it did you see any of the guardians of the galaxy or were those ones I you skipped? S-
1: I saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy okay. and and did not love it particularly. Mm, okay. I thought it was kind of boring. So,
0: Interesting.
1: And I know people are like, oh, this is similar to that. So I don't know if it's something where it's just like hitting me at a different time or what. But I did not particularly love Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought this was much better than I remember that being. Mm, um, okay. But I think that... Guardians of the Galaxy to me as like a Marvel franchise like yes it's different than the other Marvel movies but it still feels a little disney-y where this was much more <laughs>
0: well, violent different ratings for one right yes, for yes, one. yes
1: right <laughs> Very was, different brands. it was yeah it was mu- <laughs> yeah so i think the things that i liked about this was that it was yeah. like so like out of left field in a lot of ways and doing, like, lots of weird and, Mm -hmm. like, slightly gross things. Yeah. That, like, Guardians of the Galaxy obviously couldn't get to that level.
0: Yeah, I mean, James Gunn's interesting because, obviously, a lot of Marvel... Marvel's always been sort of considered the lighthearted superhero affair, especially compared to DC. And they've always been more comedic in their approach. But Guardians came about, like, in a really weird way where they didn't think it would be successful. They didn't really put a lot into it. Um, James Gunn wasn't that well known at least at the time. Uh, same with obviously Chris Pratt. Um, and it turned out to be this huge success that I think did end up inspiring a lot of tone throughout the next phase of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was interesting watching this and seeing him kind of inject that same, uh, change of pace into something as somber as the DCEU. Um, I I like the, the issues I had with this movie weren't really about a lot of details in the movie. I mean, I guess in some ways, the thing I took issue with was just the violence. I, it's never been my cup of tea to watch people's heads explode and like mm-hmm. see throats cut over and over again, especially in a comedic way, just because it's like harder for me to stomach like the idea of laughing at that. And I don't mean that in some sort of holier than thou way. I just mean for me, it's never like worked. It doesn't strike a funny bone for me at all. Mm -hmm. And so every time it happened in this, I was just like, Oh, like it just like took me out of the story in a lot of ways. And it felt like a waste of, of like, it just felt like a lazy way to get a laugh in some instances. And so Mm -hmm. that was kind of like harder for me. And then, I just, yeah, it kind of like at the end of it, I felt like, yes, that was a good movie, but it wasn't necessarily one that I felt like I'd rewatch ever again.
1: Well, it does... It does definitely venture into sort of like the horror-y space with it I like a lot more than you do, (laughs) which I think is probably why I like this more because I was like, oh, this is is like a superhero movie, but it's also like sort of campy and Mm -hmm. also like horror on some level. So it sort of was like working for me in a bunch of different ways where I could see how this is not necessarily a movie for everybody. I mean, like even that opening beach scene i was like I'm oh perfect. this is like very violent or even the first, <laughs> even scene, the first scene where he kills, he the, kills bird the, the bird with a ball and then like wipes the blood off it's the bird off on bird. his leg it's like okay the- i knew from that moment i was like okay we're at a we're at a higher <laughs> pitch sort of then yeah
0: yeah, it's sort of like, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of things that were happening, I enjoyed, but it always felt like the the violent, the action of it was sort of like overplayed, in my opinion, where it kind of, because at the heart of it, like, yes, this is a superhero movie, but these aren't like your flying, cape crusading, like, e- e- hulkish people, uh, most of them. Are just normal people who are good at fighting or good at shooting or whatever it is you mm-hmm. do have some weirder you know you obviously have like a shark humanoid person um you have someone who can talk to who can control rats but even that is like oh it's technology type thing <laughs> and then you have someone who blows who spits out polka dots but everything felt almost like more i don't want to say realistic but it was easy to just feel like you're watching a john wick or a Yeah, something like that whereas there wasn't like the same amount of big set pieces you get in like a yeah like a guardians where you're in space fighting aliens or whatever so it was like grounded and then on top of that you had just like human after human dying gruesome death after gruesome death (laughs) so it it felt a lot more palatable for people who might not be into the you know superhero spider-man-esque Vibes. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, another thing that I really liked was that, yeah, these people did. It wasn't, again, like a bunch of demigods fighting against each other. It was like most of the people didn't really have powers at all. And even sort of the like big bad guy at the end, like, while supernatural was also like kind of stupid in the powers that it had. Like, everything was just like a little bit stupid, which I liked.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you feel like, I think the problem that some critics had is that, you know, with someone so focused on comedy and music beats and whatever else, like the zany quirkiness of it all, do you think characters were robbed of the chance to grow or do you think this movie was exactly what it needed to be?
1: Well, I mean, I feel like if we're talking about the characters Mm -hmm. and spoilers, like not a ton of people make it through to the end of the movie so like if you're trying to build like the thing with the mcu is that you're trying to build these characters that then are going to stretch out across multiple movies and series so you have to like bake them with a lot more uh you know interesting pieces inside because you're gonna have to use those and sort of Mm. pull things apart as you go on with this like they're really i think that I mean, Harley Quinn is sort of like her own established thing. So there really, I don't think, was very much to do with her. Or they didn't really attempt to do very much with her in this movie. Um, Then you have the rat girl. And I feel like her relationship with the shark guy was, like, cute and sort of fun. And, you know, did whatever. They're, like, little side characters. I guess maybe you could have wanted more from the Idris Elba, uh, like, character. But... I don't know. I think that I, it it worked for me and was fine. And I'm sort of glad that we didn't necessarily have to have like, you know, 10 sort of touching heart to heart moments at the end of the movie like we do in some of these kind of comedies that are trying to redeem themselves. You know, yeah. like at the end of Blockers where all of a sudden it's like, okay, it goes from being a comedy to like now it's a like a family drama. And you're like, okay, but couldn't we have like <laughs> some jokes in this like back yeah. half? Um, yeah, yeah so i don't know i didn't i didn't necessarily hate that also did you know that initially they wanted to just recast idris elba (laughs) in the Will Smith role, which is yeah. why they're both like sharpshooters. Yeah. And then they were like, no, because maybe we'll bring Will Smith back <laughs> or something. So they basically just made up a new character and changed the name.
0: Yeah, iconic. <laughs> Wait, did Love they make that. him up? I thought. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they made.
1: Yes, I'm sure that they pulled him from some comic book or but another, yeah, but yeah.
0: yeah. I Yeah, so that's sort of like, I mean, to get into the details, the premise, the plot, whatever. Um, uh, Idris Elba's character is Bloodsport, who is in prison. And, I mean, that's the thing. It's hard to, like, talk about this movie in any serious way because it's all just, like, gag after gag. Like, he has a screaming match with his daughter in the prison, which, frankly, I enjoyed, like, everything. Like, I think this movie had a lot of clever... I thought that was so funny. Yeah, like, fun moments that, for me, were kind of... I-, I wish there had been less violence because almost all of my favorite scenes were like things that didn't need any sort of gory, yeah. mm-hmm. disgusting, horrific thing to watch. Um, and so you had his character who's kind of this tough guy, hates everyone, doesn't want to be a team leader, um, but he's forced to to because Viola Davis, who again is magnificently evil in this movie, mm-hmm. but plays sort of the government um is the leader of this of this entity um who's forcing these people to work or be murdered by her um which is dark in and of itself uh but she's there she's threatening to put her daughter his daughter in prison if he doesn't do this he agrees to do it he's sided he's saddled with these weird characters the other one being john cena as um peacemaker who is also a uh, what's their power sharpshooter (laughs) sharpshooter But his whole thing is that he believes in protecting America and freedom at any and all costs. Like, you know, he would murder children if it was for the cause, basically. And mm-hmm. um, I think, like we talked about in Fast 9, I don't like John Cena unless he's doing comedy. And in this, he does a great job. He's a breath yes, of fresh air. Yes, he's very he? funny. <laughs> He, he plays it. He's, you know, he's just like this quirky, weird guy who y- you're kind of like mesmerized watching. And, and there's like a bunch of gags around his character too. And he has a competitive streak with, um, blood sport. And they're constantly like doing these like dick measuring contests where they're fighting. They're in the middle of being on a team together, but they're taking time to make jobs at each other and one up each other. And it, there's a constant tension there that I think is funny. Um, the other <laughs> character rat catcher 2 her dad died leaving her with the ability to control rats which is uh truly
1: I loved that that was the w- <laughs> that was that was my favorite character she's so like the power is so strange it's so it's just so weird i loved yeah.
0: it and taiko ytt made an appearance uh yes, as sort as of as the his, dad yeah in flashbacks it was all just weird. You have Harley Quinn who has this side, side moment where she is being wooed by the evil dictators. I don't know the dictator of the island they're on, and is considering a marriage proposal by him. It, it was just all over the place. I really don't know how to like break it down, <laughs> except to say it was just weird thing after weird thing that slowly came together into this into this battle to destroy a alien starfish I don't know <laughs>
1: Well I also liked the move to have really the whole movie be one like very sort of specific plot that's yeah. not that confusing cuz the other thing with these Marvel movies or just action movies in general is that they is that they want to have multiple set pieces so It's like, okay, we need to have a car chase in London and then we have to have a, you know, whatever in Bali and then we have to have something in like a Russian oil field. So then they have to come up with a reason to like why these group of people should go to these three different places. Where this, they're like, okay, there's some files that we need in this giant tower on the center of this island that's held by rebels. Like basically, (laughs) we're just going to drop you off the island and then the whole time is them trying to get, uh, trying to get into this big secured, like, uh, tower so yes like they get captured at various points or they're like sneaking up on things but it's all set basically on this island and is pretty straightforward yeah. um in so its, its in, like, a execution a yeah. yeah
0: yeah it's nice because you're not saddled with like oh harley quinn's gonna flirt with this guy and there's gonna be romantic tension or like yeah there's not like a, a long drawn out uh days weeks of John Cena and Idris Elba battling it out to become friends like it's really just concerned with the action at hand uh, getting the mission done and it's just moves very quickly and effortlessly through these uh, murder scenes basically
1: Yeah, because it's also not worried at all about killing off any characters. It's <laughs> yeah. killing people off like left, right, and center. Yeah. The main characters, the supporting characters, like whoever. And then obviously loads of just random, uh,
0: humans. yeah, <laughs> poor little humans <laughs> who got in the way. Um, I mean, yeah, I think honestly, one of the funniest things that did feel fresh was the first big. Battle that Bloodsport finds himself in, where they have to sneak into this camp to rescue someone. And, uh, you know, at, at dawn, and they're slowly like killing people really gruesomely. I could have done without it, but while they're kind of like having this tension, this like uh, weird banter, it's very funny. And then at the end, you get to it and you realize that they just murdered the good guys and that they yes. accidentally like killed off the entire team of so- people who are on their side. And, I think that's like just a darkly funny premise, which is like, "Oops, like my bad." What do you do at that point? You just have to carry on. And I think there were a lot of like clever moments like that played into this really silly concept where they're going to fight a starfish, basically. And it all kind of worked together, and I and I liked that. But it did also remind me a lot of Guardians, especially because of the shark character, which is this sort of monosyllabic creature that turns out to be more emotionally endearing than anyone expects him to be just like Groot in Guardians. So. Also,
1: I love that he's played by Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> yeah. which is just like my favorite thing.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it's weird, right? When you sit down, and you're like, well, how does a shark... How does this work? Like, what's happening here? Like, there's no logic to a lot of things that are happening in this movie. But it's not trying. It's, like, self-aware enough that you don't, like, sit there and poke holes at it. Because it's, like, it's just having fun.
1: Well, and I think James Gunn does such a good job of, like, making something that, that like, is weird. But also works really well for a movie plot line. But then also works well in, like, smaller instances. hmm Like there's this whole uh, series of events involving this character who gets killed off early in the movie. Who's a superhero who has a javelin and he like gives the javelin (laughs) to Harley Quinn and sort of says like, I'm giving this to you for and then dies and she doesn't (laughs) know what like she, she believes that there's some kind of like great reason for why she has this javelin. And so, you know, throughout the movie, like, okay, this is going to be useful for something because she keeps bringing it back up, but it's still feels so stupid that she got it from this dumb guy that it doesn't really make sense why she should have it. But then, but then it does turn out to be really important. But then also it makes every fight scene that Harley Quinn is in better because she has this weird javelin now <laughs> as like a weapon. And I'm like the genius, to like take this stupid plot point <laughs> and like somehow weave it in and make like every other scene in the movie better because of it was genius.
0: Yeah. I felt. Yeah, I think Harley Quinn always, you know, she's having fun in this role. She, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie does a great job of really humanizing it and, and bringing some lightness to it. Um, she's on her own for a large majority of this film because like you said, she was on the original team where most of them are killed off. And then she's captured and wooed by this dictator (laughs) and she ultimately goes on a, I don't know, a feminist tirade where she realizes that she can't want him. And so if she wants to get rid of the wanting, she has to murder him, which, you know, hashtag girl boss. Um, I was all for it. And then she has to break out. She does a lot of cool stunts, a lot of cool fights, which we've already established she's capable of because of her standalone film and whatever else. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, once she's back in the crew, she brings a lot of levity to that as well because she's just so bubbly and effervescent and she's like, oh, who's Marvin? Like all this sort of stuff.
1: Yes. The Marvin plotline line was funny. <laughs> so,
0: it like it all works. My one criticism with the end is that it did feel kind of disjointed because the way James Gunn set it up is like he'll put chapter cards and a lot of that will mean jumping back and forth from these different groups of people, whether it was like, the Har- what was Harley Quinn up to during this sequence? What was this up to? So there's a lot of backtracking. And towards the end, it was just kind of like, you're in the building with one group for a while, but then you're like, oh, wait, what was going on with everyone else? And then it's like, and it shows you that and then it speeds forward. And so for that, it, for me, it kind of did just feel kind of a little... A little bit too scrambled at the end. I felt like the like, the final act was a little too much.
1: You wish that they had just sort of like gone back and forth si- simultaneously, like they yeah, normally would in a movie. I think rather so. than be like meanwhile.
0: Yeah, it just felt kind of like. I mean, it, obviously, this movie isn't concerned with like making the emotional payoff like that emotional, um, but I do feel like there could have been better stronger moments if it was played side by side because it does take a serious turn where there is a betrayal once um uh what's his name john cena's character decides that yeah peacemaker is like well i have to do this for the greater good i can't let this get out ergo i'm going to kill my teammates at this point which is a dark turn but an interesting one given the premise of his entire character and one i'm unfamiliar with because i don't read comics and i don't know right
1: but it's but it's made sense within the movie
0: yeah yeah and i like liked that idea and i i I guess i was itching for a little bit more depth at that point whereas Mm -hmm. then you're suddenly like whipped back to oh let's watch the shark like dance with jellyfish for a minute
1: yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Although I did love the, like, <laughs> I loved how stupid the fact that it was, like, this giant starfish was. Like, the yeah. starfish was was simultaneously, like, a very menacing character, but also a very, like, dumb character. Yes. So I felt, so I really liked that, like, energy. Yeah. And then the ultimate end with the rats, I thought, was also very, like, funny. <laughs> and, stupid. like, you sort of knew that there was coming because you kept like she could control rats and the rats kept like showing up in different ways, but nothing like a major. So at a certain point I was like, okay, if she hasn't done like the call all the rats yet, like that has to be what the ending (laughs)
0: is.
1: (laughs) But between that and the javelin thing at the end, I was just like, this is is (laughs) perfect. I love this.
0: I mean, it is just like, it's just like dumb though. But it's also like at the end, I was like, wow, like, because the argument is that once the starfish latches on you, you're basically just a corpse and you die. Yeah. And so, like, thousands of people die at the end. Because it's James mm-hmm. Gunn. And James Gunn loves killing off people in large yeah. spots. He does it in every movie he possibly can. Um, And so, it just felt kind of, like, weird. It was just, like, the ending was just kind of, like, wow, that was weird. It, it just, like, <laughs> felt so strange. And there's this quick, like, you know, neat tie of the bow where the gorilla, like, the... I don't know, whatever they were, the people hoping for a free government suddenly are succeed the same day this like starfish falls. is like well, what's happening here
1: the, the like colonialism plot <laughs> yeah. line was definitely a little strange. like yeah. i was like uh i don't know like in the moment and even since then i'm like i don't fully know how i feel about this and i feel like i would need somebody to like write a piece about it yeah but basically like the island it's an island nation they used to be run by sort of like A dictator government, but one that wasn't involved, that was very corrupt, but like wasn't involved in U.S. politics. So they were sort of like letting them do whatever, but then, and not trying to protect them. But then they get overthrown by this like militia that is going to use this secret starfish weapon on the island to hurt the U.S. So therefore we have to send in the Suicide Squad in order to sort of get rid of this second regime however it then becomes apparent that the government was actually the u.s government was actually sort of working with this with the aristocratic people who were there before on these terrible experiments on human beings and so it's like okay like the u.s is now like complicit with the with like the first government, but then they're trying to overthrow the second government, but it's like, they could have gotten rid of both at any point really. And then just like reinstated this local group. So I don't know. (laughs) There's so many, I feel like gnarly sort of issues attached to colonialism and like these various people groups that are, you know, um, like, like, lording over others and Mm -hmm. then the struggle to take over and then these like corrupt dictators and the fact that there's like no infrastructure because the imperialists left like there's so many issues about that and I was kind of like was that plot line like necessary for the? (laughs) like could we have just set this somewhere else like yeah it made it a corrupt South American
0: yeah Yeah, it's like well I mean to to its credit I think especially looking at Marvel, you get a lot of, like, pro-American, like, you know, Hoorah, mm -hmm. Captain America stuff, which they're complicating more and more with this, like, discussion of who gets... Whatever. But here, it definitely does take a more... um, The U.S. is clearly the problem approach. um, Yes. And it does try to wrestle with that, but at the same time, it's this, like, darkly morbid comedy uh, featuring a polka dot man. So... Is it wrestling with that in any real meaningful way? No. And it kind of is weird to watch. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's like the <laughs> it's, weird choices were made across the board. But in the end, they did kind of blame the U S government and recognize that this is a trench, right? A historic trend. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Which the captain America as character in this movie was willing to die for to protect Whereas everyone was like, whoa, I don't think this is a good look, like, you know, maybe we should be better. But then in the end, they also decided to protect America's secrets for their own self interest. So it which they also address. So it's like, huh? I mean, clearly, that was a thought on James Gunn's mind. Right. But did he nail the landing? I don't think so. I think. But I also think it's hard to fully like criticized because what do you expect from a movie that's about a starfish you know right
1: yeah <laughs> it's like it, this isn't a movie about that but that's yeah. sort of just using that as a backdrop yeah. um, <laughs>
0: this is very weird uh... I lo- I,
1: a, another gag that just got me every time they did it throughout the movie was that the polka dot man thinks that everyone is his mother yeah so you just yeah. see the scenes and it's like the actress <laughs> this one actress in like all of the playing the parts of all the other people in this room. Oh my gosh. Every time. It just it killed me. I (laughs)
0: thought it was so funny. It is funny, right? That because I'm not familiar with the with the comic book universe. Oh yeah, no. There's so many comics out there and so many weird ones that it's nice to see the weirdest of the bunch handled in sort of a endearing way. Like there's true love for the strangeness of these characters. And well, you don't get a ton of character growth or motivation or development, you still do see that there's some tender loving care happening here with James Gunn, picking what weird characters he picked, highlighting them and what weird ways he chose to <laughs> highlight them. And I think that was a fun element is... Did I need to watch Weasel drown to death? No, but it was funny to see this Weasel character just pop up at random moments, and like, it was truly disturbingly grotesque creature that was nonetheless funny when when he was given screen time. You know.
1: Yes, and and I love the gag of like no one no one checked to see if Weasel could swim. It's like <laughs> yeah. no.
0: Yeah, pretty sad though.
1: Uh. <laughs> also but, your boy Nathan Fillion was there yes, for a brief second. I was like, ah.
0: yeah, he made an appearance. Bless his heart. I mean, yeah, as like a person who could detach his arms so uselessly. It was just the fact that these exist just make me want more of these dumb movies to see what other dumb characters that people have come up with through the years with these comic stories. Where really the the only limitation is your own imagination. I just it's really mesmerizing to see these interact and, and and manage to pull off the stunts they do and kind of like figure out how to use their weird things they've been blessed or cursed with. Yes. And so I think that worked in a way that uh, Marvel tends to take its its characters a little more seriously. And I mean, DC does too, to its detriment with Batman and Superman and the Justice League. And they're trying to relax a little bit more. And I think... Movies like this, movies like Deadpool, movies that are a little bit more willing to have fun with the um, content, are kind of breathing life back into um, what's become sort of the bread and butter of, of movies today. So,
1: yeah, because the characters, you, they're not—they don't have to be quite as precious. Where yeah. I feel like <laughs> in the Marvel movies, like captain marvel and wandavision you know it's like these are characters who maybe have like a funny line every now and again but it's like they are not yeah like they are not like the strange little weird anxious people of the world they are like superheroes (laughs) yeah yeah man who's concerned with his mother (laughs) or someone who's like really into rats yeah
0: and uh, i think it can go badly very quickly when you have something like venom where you're like yeah this isn't working right like it doesn't it's not working but when you have someone who's charmed by the weirdness like James Gunn clearly is I think and when you're not asking a ton of the you know they don't have to carry the polka dot man doesn't have to carry a movie by himself but he can have these little moments where you do kind of sympathize with this poor guy who was experimented on by his wild mother and is now forced to figure it out and have this like moment of realization that oh he is a superhero but then boom right r.i.p. you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so all in all i think james gunn understood the assignment and he really pulled through um i don't know if i'm interested in what else is coming um they're making an hbo show for um john cena's character um i don't know what that'll be like i don't think i have that much interest in watching him do his own thing for so long um I don't know if they're also. going to do another Suicide Squad, but I don't know. It was like it was like a movie. It was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a fun movie. And I feel like in comparison to some of the other things we've been watching recently, because obviously they saved all of these big budget movies for this summer. These are mm-hmm. the ones that they didn't want to put out. So yeah. that's why we're getting like F9 and Jungle cruise and this i feel like all we've gotten are these big blockbuster movies all summer and so i think in comparison to a lot of those which are very formulaic this was a nice refreshing weird uh new entry
0: your favorite movie of the year right this movie, yeah, <laughs> I think so. I, I, I'm, I think you tweeted my, that.
1: <laughs> yes, I did. But then I, but then I went to my list and I was like, I think I might have liked In the Heights
0: more. <laughs> okay, good.
1: But it's those two, really. I feel like are the top. I mean, yeah. talk about damning with faint praise because there's yeah. been nothing that's out. But yes,
0: yeah, and it's. I mean, you lost three months of movies because of right the Oscar year.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're counting so, that way. Right, which I am. Yeah. So yes.
0: <laughs> so we'll see if it, you know it makes the cut in our uh, mid-year uh, rankings. But it, it was a refreshingly She'll different. We, we
1: can't the <laughs> midyear rankings. We are long past that. We're past midyear.
0: Well, when is we the
1: got,
0: when we is got four the months Oscar? left? I mean, I don't know. But how are we doing things? That's a f- I guess, fan favorite.
1: I guess we could do a midyear ranking. <laughs> I
0: don't want to. I haven't. I haven't kept track. <laughs>
1: You're like it's a fan favor. We have to do it. And then immediately <laughs> no. I'm like I was like I'm like Shelby yeah. you didn't want to do this last year and we had more movies to choose from.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd have to revisit exactly what I've seen this year. It doesn't feel like a lot, but no,
1: it, there's going to be some real <laughs> crap at the bottom half of that top ten.
0: So, is this a is this a now then you're saying? Get I to think the this theaters? is a now. Yes, well, and Risp also it variant. is on
1: HBO Max yeah, yeah, currently, yeah. so you don't even have to go to you know if you're quarantined because you're an anti vaxxer like then <laughs> also you can watch this at home.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe do some research and reconsider your stance on vaccines but then yeah sure celebrate by watching this um well do you have any uh rapid fire questions
1: yes um if you had like a device that would let you control animals what animal would you want to control
0: Mm, interesting
1: would you pick rats or do you have a better option
0: oh like you mean not just because it'd be fun to control them but like something that would be useful and well,
1: I mean either way. No, I don't <laughs> I don't think useful in killing a creature. I think we're talking a normal life. Like you don't have to save the universe. You just have control of some animal.
0: I mean, my first instinct is dogs, but they already have like I would feel bad. It's sort of like watching that scene in Black Widow where she controls the pig and it makes you feel really bad. I guess I'd do like birds. I think birds would be fun. That's what
1: I was saying, too. Yeah. It seems like Because then you can make effective. them carry you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you get enough I feel birds like you can fly. Have a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be you should do that. It's like up, but with birds. Like, can't you
1: see me just like on a giant like bird yeah. chair thing, like flying? What a dream! Flying into Houston, like I <laughs> land and you're and you're sitting there by the pool, and I just come in on all my birds.
0: Yeah, that'd be amazing. It'd also be fun to like control whales, and you wouldn't be able to use it that often, but like when you could, it'd be like pretty dope.
1: What, to like destroy something or whatever? Oh,
0: I don't think about destroy, but just to see him like hang out, you know, swim with a pot of orcas. Like, you know, these these things that should be pretty rare to happen, you just get to do because you happen to be able to control them. Mm-hmm. So maybe that. Uh. I do think
1: rats would be nice, though. Because you could really clear a room, especially in New York very quickly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you were like, Okay, I want this line to be shorter or whatever, you could easily be like, Okay, let me like get some rats up in here and
0: But then you'd be surrounded by rats.
1: Right, but I could also tell the rats not to touch me. Like, they don't yeah. have to crawl over me.
0: I know, but it's like... I
1: just want... It's like I just her need, like, one rat was
0: cute, but seeing all the millions of rats was disgusting. You know, it's like there's a limit to what I'm willing to witness. Right,
1: but I'm not going to use a million rats. <laughs> like, if I want to get rid of the line at Levain, I'm not going to use yeah. a million rats. I just need, like, two.
0: You would get Levain closed. They'd have to... They'd get reported. No, I'd, I'd put
1: the rats outside Levain, <laughs> not inside.
0: Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um... <clears throat> I was going to say, if you could steal a Marvel star and put them in a DC movie, who would you want?
1: Hmm, okay. So, like, in this movie or in one of the regular DC movies that's, like, much grittier?
0: I guess this movie, but if you want to, okay. if you want to pitch another one, you can.
1: No, I think, I, I feel like though there's lots of space in here for, like, somebody who's kind of funky from the DC mm-hmm, universe. Mm-hmm. Let me think about this. Who do I really enjoy and like? Like, I feel like the sister from the Black Panther mm, could mm-hmm. be kind of fun somewhere mm-hmm. in the mix in here. Um who it like i mean fat thor would be great <laughs> i think thor is incredible yeah um yeah i feel like those are probably my two main picks
0: yeah that's fair those are good answers i i was thinking it'd be fun to have the raccoon show up in this and yes. you know have that crossover appeal mm-hmm. um but as far as star power and like you know real charisma i also feel like um uh what's his name um I think it would have to be like oh well, now I don't know because all the guys are so boring it's like everyone's just like so basic at this point yes that's why I don't
1: <laughs> want any of them like I don't
0: I don't need, I don't need Captain America
1: I don't need Chris <laughs> Pratt like yeah like I don't want those so I, I don't guess, need Ant-Man and the wall. I guess
0: I would do like a I mean Paul Rudd's great I I could do Paul Rudd but I wouldn't want him to be Ant-Man so if we could give him another character, I think he'd be fun in a in a role in a movie like. Oh this. well,
1: if we're just picking actors and actresses, <laughs> then like, give me Anne Hathaway. She would be the <laughs> no, delight. No, you have to steal in this. from
0: Marvel. Okay. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. She's not. Anne Hathaway
0: hasn't hasn't featured yet.
1: But wouldn't she be like such a wacky frigging character in this? She'd I feel like go too be hard. Perfect. I
0: think it would just end up. Being oh, like, I oh,
1: I don't. I don't think there's such a thing. Oh as Annie. Too hard in this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is a total total side tangent, but I got the screeners to that new show, um, Nine Perfect Strangers, oh, the like yes. Melissa McCarthy thing, and Nicole Kidman is doing a Russian accent. Yes, the whole I saw time. the trailer. It's disastrous. <laughs> it's like why everyone else in the show is is great and fun and whatever, and then you just have Nicole Kidman in the middle doing this like half-baked half-formed the Russian I'm just like no like why why is she doing this this was oh, but not if Annie necessary.
0: Hathaway was doing it then you'd be all in huh
1: no well the thing is if Anne Hathaway was doing it she would be doing an insane person's Russian accent <laughs> where Nicole Kidman is doing like half American half Russian and you're like but you're actually just Australian so it like really doesn't make any sense what this is okay yeah, The show is fine, though, other yeah. just, outside from that. Yeah. <laughs> you know who we really need in this? Jennifer Coolidge. That's oh. who we need.
0: Yes, yeah, a renaissance for JC. That's mm-hmm. that's what the world's ready for.
1: Can you her in Suicide Squad too?
0: <laughs> That'd be great, honestly. I feel like, like you oh, know,
1: no, <laughs> I killed someone.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, do you think Will Smith is going to come back, though?
1: No. I don't think they want Will Smith.
0: Well, I mean, they wanted him the possibility. Will Smith is trying
1: him. to get that. Uh, Will Smith is trying to get that Oscar. He is he is hungry <laughs> to be Venus Williams' dad. Oh and yeah, that's right. I don't I don't know what. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing on superhero front.
0: Well, I was gonna say David Ayer, Ayer after Suicide Squad went on to direct um, Bright, which also reminded me that's the sort of magical. Oh, that's yes, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Will Smith one. And then it reminded me of Project Power. So I was curious, uh-huh. what what movie would you rather see um, in this universe? Like, you know, they have to bring on another team and they get to choose from either Bright and your little fairies and goblins or you get your, what is it? Jumbo shrimp. Um, <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. The pistol shrimp. <laughs> the pistol
0: shrimp i'll say From this i think project the power.
1: the only thing that is spinning me towards project power is that i really like the girl who was in it i thought oh, okay. she did a really good job yeah so i would take that cast just because she's there <laughs> bright i don't know what there was nothing for me
0: okay that's fair and they have you know they have weird um superpowers yes, so maybe yeah. there'd be a way like, to work
1: with that like baggy dragon neck yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> never forget
0: we'll have to see what direction they go if they get a sequel
1: Mm. Well, speaking of Jennifer Coolidge, we're talking about the White Lotus next week, which I'm oh, so yes. excited about. I know. Um, we've been watching the episodes. I'm ready to discuss the the show's a delight, and I feel like you will have lots of takes on all of the fun, like dinner dialogue <laughs> scenes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. There's only one episode left. I really feel like they could have done a lot more, but we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I wonder if we'll get a second season. I mean, I know it's a mini series, so presumably no, I guess, but. Right. Uh, so good they okay well
0: <laughs> yeah that'll be funny
1: this was great uh we'll talk to you guys all next week in the meantime you can follow us on social media we're at PSU you wrong you can uh join our patreon you can buy our merch you can leave us a review you can shoot us an email <laughs> at ps you're wrong at gmail.com there's so many ways to chat with us and we'll see you guys next week bye everybody